Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I cannot explain how excited and what an honor it is today to have Mark Tremonti coming on from his solo artist project, Tremonti. Because we do have limited time, it is his release day for his new album, Dust, which we're going to talk about today. I just want to do a brief introduction for him, and then we're going to bring him right on. So as a Grammy Award-winning multi-platinum guitarist and singer-songwriter, Mark Tremonti is the founding member of Creed and Alter Bridge. He's written some of the most prolific and popular hard rock songs over the past 20 years, as well as sold more than 40 million records. He's released two prior albums as a solo artist under his name, Tremonti, which include All I Was and Cauterize. And today he's releasing his follow-up, where we could kind of say the second part to Cauterize, because it was such a vast amount of music he had written when he did Cauterize that he did not want to release it all in one album. Um, so he's following up today with his phenomenal new album, Dust. It is out right now, and huge congratulations already. Dust has had a huge impact and success. It's already number one as the album in the UK, Ireland, France, and Italy. So let's bring Mark on for the interview. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on. It is an honor and pleasure to be promoting you today. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? Good, good. It's awesome. Awesome to meet you. And um, because of time-limited purposes, and I always welcome, I know someone at your level is, you know, extremely busy with press and stuff with the new album. I always invite people to come back on if you want to do a longer interview at some point in the future. Okay? Sure thing. Absolutely. Great. So let's do this. I always like to do some backgrounds. I really like to learn about, you know, who the artist is, a little bit about your background growing up. And then from there, we'll transition very briefly into Creed and Alter Bridge because I really want to focus today on promoting dust. Okay? Sure. Absolutely. All right. Cool. All right, so um, from reading about you, it looked like, you know, you were born in Detroit, Michigan, eventually moved to Illinois, um, and then landed permanently in Orlando, Florida. So, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself as a kid. You know, what were you like prior to getting involved in music? What were some of your interests? Uh, I grew up playing soccer. You know, my dad was my coach. And um, that, and early on, I fell in love with music, and I just started playing guitar around 11 years old. My my memory's a little foggy from from before I picked up the guitar, so you know, just okay. uh, playing playing in the park in the backyard and playing soccer was all I remember doing before playing guitar. <laughs> Any reason why it's so foggy? Is it because of you know? I mean, you've had such phenomenal success, and again, congratulations to everything you've accomplished. Well, thank you. No, I mean it's just uh, it's just it's hard just... to remember my childhood. I just remember I grew up in Detroit, um, grew up on a park, had two older brothers. Um, they were both into music. My, my middle brother was into um, speed metal, and, and uh, my oldest brother was into more commercial band metal, uh, rock bands like Van Halen and, and uh, Kiss and Ted Nugent. But uh, I fell in love with the, the speed metal, and um, I think Metallica, Master of Puppets, was the first record that really got me excited about uh, music to the level of really being nice. an obsessed music fan. And nice, uh, from there, nice. you know. I, hunted down my first guitar okay and your two brothers i i read that they're it sounds like they're very supportive and both of them are involved 
One of them is involved in your um, your label fret, which is also your instructional DVD, um, you know, website where you release stuff. And the other brother works for Alter Bridge doing some publicity. Is that correct? Yeah, my brother Dan started Fret 12, um, like you said, initially to do some instructional stuff, and then it began to become a bigger entity. And now it's uh, the record label for my solo project. Um, and my brother Mike has has been doing our social media now for. Uh, probably 10 years so it's uh yeah it's a big family effort nice nice and you're the youngest out of them any sisters no sisters just two older brothers okay okay nice okay so let's uh like you said you you grew up playing soccer i know that i read you have an interest in pinball machines if you want to just because i found that really interesting if you want to just comment on you know what was your fascination with uh pinball machines and collecting them and, and what's your favorite one yeah, you know, I, I started collecting them probably uh, a good a good 15, 16 years ago, and uh, it's just uh, they're addicting, you know. They're, I just love how, how clever these machines are, and uh, you know, I, I like them a lot more than I like. Um, you know, my kids love playing video games, but I, I still love the, the pinball. My favorite's probably Medieval Madness. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. And I also read you're an avid fan of reading, which is something that it seems like you got interested in a little later in life. Yeah. You know, in high school and college, I hated reading. Uh, it was never, it was never my thing. And then, uh, gosh, I think, uh, I can't even remember when I, when I first got into it. I, uh, but I know my brother, Mike was a huge reader since we were kids. And, uh, he pushed the, uh, for Christmas, he bought me the Game of Thrones, the first book of Game of Thrones. And um, my dad had the, the prophet, you know, he, and I, so I read both of those books. And uh, from there, I just couldn't, couldn't get enough. I just kept on reading and reading. But uh, this past year, it's been a real tough year for me to get any reading in because it's been, uh, sure. I've been so, so busy promoting one record while writing another one. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I don't know how you even breathe with the schedule you have. I mean, it's extremely impressive with, again, not only all the success you've had, but just the fact that you're managing, you know, multiple projects at once. Um, any recommendations or, or how do you do that? Do you sleep at all? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I just make the most of my spare time. When, the kid, when I have my kids in school, I'm getting work done. Uh, when my kids mm-hmm. go to sleep, I get work done. Um, I just make make the most. I don't. I try not to waste any time. Right. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So let's digress. I think it's interesting. You were, like you said, around 11 years old. You started to really get interested in guitar. Um, and was there any, you know, at that age, did you have any dreams or anything that, hey, one day I want to be this, you know, prolific, amazing guitarist that's Grammy award winning? Was anything like that in your head, or was it just more of, I'm really enjoying doing this, and let's see kind of where this goes. It's, it's what I always wanted to do since, you know, for probably over a year before I got my first guitar, I'd been asking my folks for one for Christmas or for birthdays, but I never got one. And then uh, finally my, my buddy sold me a guitar for 10 bucks. And um, from there, I was just hunting down, writing the best songs I possibly could. And I remember working at all my jobs and I started working when I was about 13 or 14 years old in the supermarket or working at my dad's car dealership or working in restaurants or car washes uh, the whole time, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to go do these jobs that I don't really enjoy, but eventually hopefully I'll uh, be able to do what I love. 
Nice, nice. Well, what's interesting, I think, too, what I read about you is you, you know, you went to college, correct, and, and you graduated with a degree in finance? Uh, I didn't get to graduate. I went to college, and um, I was, I remember it was finals week was coming up in a couple of weeks, and I got a record deal. And um, wow. I remember studying for my finals and hearing everybody partying who were done with their finals, and I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to. I'm just going to uh, not take my finals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> to okay. just follow this dream. I, I, you know, I told myself I can always come back to college. I can't always come back to a record deal. Um, sure. So if I, need, sure. if I need to, I'll uh, go back to college at some later date. So thankfully right. I haven't needed and, to. No, definitely not. Where were you in your, um, in your college education? Were you, I know that you were a freshman, correct, at Clemson University, and then you had moved back to Florida. Where were you when you decided yeah. – you know, that, that you weren't going to continue? Um, I was pretty much halfway through, you know, I did my first year at Clemson. And then uh, when I went to Florida state, I was working full time. So I had to take like a half load at school. So it took me longer. So I was, I was about 60 hours deep or so. Um, and then I uh, got the record deal. So I, uh, never got my, never got my degree, but, uh, you know, I had, I had a blast in college. Nice, nice. And so, right, you moved back to Florida. You're enrolled in Florida. What was it, Florida State University? I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, it was Florida State. You know, my um, Clemson being out of state was, was really expensive, so I, I had to uh, move back and do in-state college. And um, me and my brother Dan moved in together. Uh, and uh, I got a job at a car wash and, he, and Chili's, and then he got a job uh, working at a uh, – uh, gas station. So we paid our way through college, and um, now he's now he's doing the artwork for the record, and he's a he's a big time uh, kind of visual artist, uh, graphic designer at a graphic design firm called Core Twelve. Cool, very cool. So, and then this is when you when you moved back. That's when you reunited with Scott Stapp, correct? Who had been a former friend of yours, I guess, from high school. Uh, well, I knew him. You know, we weren't really we weren't friends. We were, we went to the same high school, but, um, it was kind of the thing where he was a year older than me. So our grade really didn't hang out with his grade. So I, I really didn't know him too well. And then, uh, when I went to college, uh, came back to Florida, he came up and visited my roommate, um, who was actually my brother's girlfriend at the time, just to say hello and say he was in town. And she, uh, and he said he was up there to try and start a band. And, um, she's like, well, you know, my roommate is uh, Mark from high school. And, he plays guitar, and I had been playing the local um, music scene a little bit here and there, doing open mic nights and stuff. And the hardest thing was to find a good singer. So immediately we uh, we teamed up and formed uh, Creed. And how long was it after you guys formed Creed that you got the the record deal? You know, tell us a little, just you know, a little bit of information about when that came to fruition. Well, it's probably at least three years. You know, I think. Um, around 94 might've been when we first all met up together to, to start the band. And, uh, it took a while to get the final members. We used to be a five piece band, um, in the very beginning. And then, uh, our other guitar player moved, I think to Atlanta or something. And, uh, now he's out in California. He's actually in the publishing business now. And then our, our original bass player, um, uh, changed to Brian Marshall, and that was. I think mm-hmm. it took us a good year to get all the final members in place, and then uh, we played out every college bar in town as much as we could, and, and uh, 
saved up enough money from doing that to record my own prison. And we did that in college. And then uh, once we got a record deal, uh, the record label paid for us to remix the album. And um, we released it in 97. Great. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty surreal to have you on today, too, because I remember actually seeing you at a concert back in 97 at a place called The Trade Winds. Um, it's in New Jersey. It's no longer around, but it's just kind of yeah. really cool, you know? Oh, yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, yeah that phenomenal thing. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's you. no longer there. But, um, but again, like I said, yeah. I want to get into dust because um, I know our time is limited. But, you know, major congratulations to all the success. I mean, if you can put it into words, and I know it's probably even difficult for you to just reflect back on, you know, you had four albums with Creed, I mean, numerous singles, Grammy Awards. You know, did you ever think as a little kid, like, wow, this would – to get to this point no i mean i i just um i just always wanted to write the best song possible you know i um i'd always listen to my some of my favorite bands and i'd like this part in a song but i wouldn't like that part in a song i'd be like you know what i want to write my own music where i like every part you know? i want to write exactly what i want to hear and that's all i've ever done and um you know i i didn't really have dreams of uh you know being the big rock star, I always just wanted to write music. You know, that's my, that was my thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's still, still my, my dream just to keep chasing down the, uh, the perfect song. And that's all I've ever wanted to do. All right. Well, I think thank you about, uh, uh, many, many times. So again, congratulations to everything you've done. Well, thank you so much. Um, so, in brief, and I, I know we won't get into details because of time, but, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, starts conflicts in terms of some interpersonal dynamics with, with you guys and Scott. Um, you eventually lead to, you know, you and two of the members go off to form Alter Bridge, which, you know, also has some, some major success and is continue, uh, can, continues to be relevant today. Um, you want to just briefly comment on, you know, starting Alter Bridge and some of the challenges that unfortunately led to you not, you know, Creed not revamping itself. Uh, yeah. I mean, when, when uh, I think around 2001, when, when Creed was starting to come to an end, um, I started writing and putting together the first Alter Bridge album and, and um, me and Scott Phillips decided to call Brian Marshall to see if he wanted to rejoin with us and, and find a new singer and, start something completely new um and uh we you know we tried I, a bunch of singers came to my house to try out and uh but there was one singer that we had toured with in the mayfield four um years back that we thought was tremendous and he was a breath of fresh air because he was so different from what we were um mm -hmm. you know he's a tenor vocalist scott was a baritone and uh both great singers but so, totally different so we wanted to do something different and uh so we called up Miles, and he uh, he loved the tracks I'd sent him, sang him, sang over them, and sent them back to us. And uh, he drove down, I believe it's January second, two thousand two, or I believe. Um, and uh, from that day on, we've just been we've been Alter Bridge, and we've been fighting the good fight. It's been a tough, 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 tough road. We had to get out from underneath the shadow of Creed for so many years. We were called Creed mm -hmm. Part Two. We were pan we were panned by. Um, some critics on the first record for just being 
the guys from Creed and over in Europe, it took off really quickly because we, because they didn't really know of Creed over there. So um, nice. the success we had in Europe spilled back over here to the States. And now in the States, uh, we are now our own thing. And, and uh, there's never really a mention uh, when a new record comes out, there's never a, this sounds, this sounds like Creed at, you know, it's, it's been a right. distant memory of, of those days. Right. Right. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that was a challenge to transition, like you said, into Alter Bridge. Again, knowing you had all the success with Creed and you know, these people trying to revamp before. So, you know, again, that's what you guys were able to overcome and uh, show strong musicianship and your you. exceptional songwriting skills. You can continue. Uh, great. Um, okay, so let's let's get into a little bit talking about, I know Alter Bridge is still, you know, out there. You guys are working on stuff. But let's talk about Dust and, and the prior two albums. So when did you decide that, you know, you felt like, you know what, I could take me to, you know, showcase my writing. I think, unfortunately, I've read that you know, you're known as a phenomenal guitarist, but sometimes people think overshadow the fact that also a major writer and a contributor to the songs um, that have had some great success. So tell us a little bit about, you know, when was that moment that you said, you know what, I need to start my own, I need to start you know, getting this stuff out there. Uh, you know, I think it, it happened when Miles um, was scheduled to tour for three months with Slash. You know, we had done the, the Creed reunion tour, and then mm-hmm. um, that that went south towards the end, and, and we ran into the same problems, personal problems with it in the band that we had before. And then um, it wasn't fair for us to tell Miles, hey, we're, we're done doing the Creed thing. Let's go 100% back with Alter Bridge. So he continued um, – with Slash as we continued Alter Bridge. So I figured, you know, I have three months off. Let me, uh, let me get out all these songs that are just going to go to waste. A lot of songs had, had a metal influence, but so I, I decided mm-hmm. to put together a band and, and get out the more metal side of me. And um, I didn't even know at the time if I was going to tour on it or what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to record these songs and put them out, and get them out, and not waste all my time writing uh, year after year and, and have these songs go to waste. So I, uh, recorded them and then we got really excited with the way it turned out and we we put the uh you know the band together and got on the road and it's been uh you know it's just been it's moved really quickly for us you know it's uh, it's already uh we've seen the growth in Europe um much quicker even than than um it took us in, it, with Alter Bridge it took us years to get comfortable over there and it's really taken off for for this band uh rather quickly so we're happy with it yeah, I mean, as I mentioned in the beginning, congratulations, you guys. I mean, you just literally released the album today, and it's already number one in the U.K., Ireland, France, Italy. So, I mean, just great, great job. Thank you so much. So, yeah, so, um, okay, so let's talk about this. Um, I want to get into at least playing Dust today because I know that that's the single you're currently promoting. And seriously, Mark, I mean, some of my favorites on the album, including, of course, Dust, um, I think it's a perfect track for you guys to release off of the album as your first single. Uh, Betray Me is great. I mean, personally, I would say that would be my second recommendation for a release for a single. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Um, Also Love Tore My Heart Out, Never Again, and Unable to See is really cool because it still has that heavy component, but a little bit lighter, you know what I mean? A little bit more, uh, yeah. So that's a great track, too. So, you know, tell us a little bit about Cauterize. I know this album was, you know, Dust is kind of the segue and so many songs that release them all together. Um, a little bit of dust in terms of its transition from quarter. I'll talk about the track, and uh, then I'll wrap things up with you. Yeah, you know, I um, 
like you said, they were all recorded at the same time. I, I didn't know how the release was going to turn out. I just knew I wanted, I had Elvis, our producer, for a limited amount of time, so I spent a lot of time preparing. So by the time we got into pre-production, I had about 25 songs put together with the guys, and then um, we narrowed it down to 20 and recorded them all. It wasn't until the mixing phase that I said, no, I, I don't want to put out a 12 or 13 song record and have seven songs left over that are going to be considered B-sides. I don't want mm-hmm. to put out a double record because it's just too much music for people to digest. And mm-hmm. a lot of these songs will just get forgotten forgotten about. So I um, I know I had to be patient and uh, the best thing for the songs because they're like my children. You know, I, don't, I think the, the best decision for these songs was to split them up as evenly as possible leave a lot of the strong tracks for the second record so it can stand on its own and put them out a year apart. Um, so I, I chose the songs almost like, uh, you know, a grade school uh, recess would pick teams for kickball. You know, you see one captain picks <laughs> right. the, best, the best player, then the second best and the third best and the fourth for each team as it goes. So I really split them up as evenly as possible and uh, made sure that they're both dynamic records. So if there was two ballads, one went on each record and, uh, if there was 10 metal songs, five went on each record. So it's uh, as balanced as I could make it. Definitely. Definitely. And no, I definitely think you did a great job and accomplished that very well. Um, with Dust, you know, tell us a little bit about why you decided to call the album that and, and of course, you know, release that as the first single off of it. Any, you know, any meaning behind it in terms of conceptually for you? Um, well, I, I released it because... First, because it's my favorite song, um, mm-hmm. and for my entire career, other other than maybe the very first record we single we ever put out in my career, which is my own prison, um, every other record that I've ever put out, we always come out with the aggressive song first. And we've always done that, and I figured on this record, you know, I'm going to do something different and come out with a different side of the band. My favorite song on the album, Dust, um, because we've already proven, you know, we have this heavier side. But I say if we keep on releasing the same kind of heavy songs you're just going to reach the same audience. I wanted to show people we had another side to the band and uh, release dust. And um, people have, uh, you know, like it's worked very well. I've had a lot of people, um, you know, tweet me and whatnot and uh, say they're a new fan of the band because of it. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I've said since it came out, so that it's actually one of the saved, you're one of the saved artists out of the whatever 25 options you have to you know, put into the actual system. So whenever that track comes on, it's like immediately whatever I'm listening to, it goes straight to you. So yeah, it's, nice. it's a phenomenal track. It really is. Thank you so it really much. Is. Absolutely. So, so Mark, tell us just a little bit about, you know, dust in terms of, again, any, what's the meaning behind this song? And then I will, you know, eventually transition you off and, and play the track at the end of the interview. You know, where were you when you wrote this? You know, what, what symbolism or what content behind this song? Um, can you, you know, relate to the audience? Yeah, the uh, Dust was one of the first songs I worked on um, before I got together with the band to to piece together before we started working. It has my favorite chorus on the entire recording process. Um, It was was an idea that I had played for uh, Miles many times and the guys, but it just never fit into a song. And um, it was one of my favorite parts that I wanted to make sure happened on this recording session. So I paired it up with the verse uh, and then I wrote the lyrics about, um, uh, you know, my career's had a lot of ups and downs, and I've had a lot of friends come and go uh, with the ebb and flow of uh, the success I've had. So if, 
because I was on top of the world. I had a lot of people that were around enjoying the good time, but when it was time to start back over, they disappeared. And uh, it's a song about, um, you know, those, those, uh, those folks that, mm-hmm. that you felt you were close to that uh, were only in it for the, for the good time. And, um, you know, and, and uh, Betray Me kind of ties into the same meaning where um, trust and loyalty is a very fragile thing. And you got to really hold on to those, those few and far between that uh, you can, you can really um, trust and, and uh, put, put your, uh, put your trust in. Yeah, no, I can't agree with you more. I mean, and that's, that's interesting that you said the the relationship between those two songs and some of the content behind it. Like, cause I said, Betray Me was my second favorite one. So I, I can definitely see yeah. the dynamic between those two songs. Um, but I don't press to do it more. You know, can find you any websites and it's again it's been an honor and pleasure having you on to promote the album great thank you so much it's been uh, it's been great to be on the show okay and so yeah just give a plug where people can find you you know if you want to just say anything oh, about okay. dust yes yeah, yeah yeah um if you want to talk to me at any given time i'm on uh twitter you know that's where i really do most of uh my communication with people, but that's just at Mark Tremonti. And then if you can go to fret12.com, that's where uh, the label is. That's where you can get uh, any kind of special packages, any uh, signed merchandise or all, all the, all the good stuff is from through fret12. And then I, I'm also on Facebook uh, or you can just go to Tremonti.com. Thank you so much. And if you're interested, there will be a podcast available for this interview after it's over. Um, I can ship it over to your Facebook page if anyone wants to check it out or, you know, if the band wants to plug it. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so so much, Mark, for tuning in. I wish you much success with Dust and everything else that you have in store for the future. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day, Mark. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. All right, everyone. Mark Tremonti. And uh, again, as we said, because of his limited time, it was an honor to have him on the show. What we're going to do now is check out his song, Dust, which is the title track off of his album. That is out right now. So please pick it up today. It is available at Best Buy, FYI, Google, um, all the different iTunes, digital sites out there. So check it out. Here we go with Dust, and then we'll come back to uh, wrap up the show.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, Dust by Mark Tremonti with his band Tremonti. The album is out today, so definitely pick a copy of it up. As I mentioned, it is a phenomenal album. It is a follow-up to his album Quarterize Eyes and uh, definitely something you do not want to miss out on. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today to the interview. If you tuned in late, a podcast will be available for you to download. All of my podcasts are available on iTunes, or you can also access them on my uh, blog talk radio site, The Carrie Edelman Show. I've done over 200 interviews, so please check them out. Uh, So many great artists, comedians, filmmakers that I've had the honor of interviewing. And again, I really try to take my audience on a different interview and journey by going over their life story to get to where they are today. Please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. That's where you can find all the updates for upcoming shows and interviews. I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me at Carrie Edelman, and uh, I will follow you back if you follow me. And please also uh, become a friend of uh, mine on Facebook. It's great to also keep in touch with people that way. So coming up this Monday, which is May 2nd at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern, we will have the hard rock uh, metal band called Hand of the Tribe coming on. Really cool group, and uh, these guys have an EP out right now. So tune in for that interview on Monday, as well as I have lots of other interviews in the works. Um, So, like I said, please become a fan of my show on Facebook, and you can check there for all the upcoming interviews. Thank you so much for tuning in today, everyone, and have a great day.